Hey, Ulysses, how's it going? <clears throat> Hello, Kevin. Good to uh, hear your voice. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute, and uh, on completely different time zones, I may add. Let, let me take a rough <laughs> uh, guesstimation on how far you and I are away from each other right now. I'm going to say 1,300 miles. Ooh. <clears throat> you know, I actually think it's going to be uh, more than that. I think it's uh, 3,000, but let me... Let me check this. I'm in Tacoma, Washington, to, and I'm typing it in, to Tampa distance. What do you think? I'm going to say 3,000. You say 1,800? Oh, I, I must have really low-balled. I said like 12, 1,300. Man, my geography needs some work. <laughs> 3,100 miles. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. This uh, is a big there, country. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a triple-A uh, team in Tacoma? We actually, uh, yeah, we, uh, we actually passed it, um, yesterday when, uh, we were driving. So it, it, it seemed pretty cool. It was like on, on top of a hill by the highway. So I was like, oh boy, wish we had that in Tampa, in actual yeah. Tampa. Yeah. I want to know, uh, what are you doing? What's your, you've been off for a week, relaxing, chilling. I, I imagine the weather's a little bit different than, here in uh, Central Florida, but what's a day in the life of Ulysses on vacation? Oh my goodness! Well, it's it, the weather is definitely the the number one here. It's it. I, I go outside and I can wear a, a light jacket and not have to put deodorant where you shouldn't put <laughs> deodorant, <laughs> like in Florida. Uh, so that's nice. There's a lot of mountains here, a lot of greenery. It's beautiful. Um, the altitude, you know, you're driving up and down and, you know, the, your ears start to pop. It's uh, mm. it, it, it's kind of wild. So, no, I've, been, I've enjoyed myself eating like I don't eat in Tampa. And today I'm going to go to a car show. Apparently there's a, a, a car show here, a museum in Tacoma. So that'll be fun. It's uh, They've got an Alfa Romeo type uh, of setup, like a, an exhibition. So that'll be cool. That's interesting. Okay, so are you a big car guy, or you're just kind of going for the experience deal? Yeah, the latter. You know, I, I, I can I can barely put gas in my car, Kevin. I, I'm not. A, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you know V8s and and cylinders are, but you know, I'll, I'll look at the pretty cars. Why not? There we go. It sounds like a baseball analytics there with some of the thing. Like I don't know what people are talking about when they get into uh, all the machinations of of cars and so forth so uh yes. very good yeah man it's, it's good i think the rays are now on a five game winning streak i think we're at there there are indeed i mean and, and you look at the standings kev and and winning five in a row they've won nine out of their last ten they could be on a new york yankee type of streak if the white Sox didn't take that game away from them on friday evening Remember, they, they had the lead in the ninth, I think, on Austin Meadows' single. And then I think it was JT Chargua who, who kind of blew up that that save. So they could be on a Yankee-type run right now. Certainly. And, uh, look, I mean, it's the Orioles, so I would expect at the very least, at the very least, to win the series, if not sweep. I mean, what I think the Rays are now, have won 16 of 17 or 17. Yeah. 18, I think 16 of 17 against yeah. them. So it's a, a crazy, crazy run. Although the Orioles, I mean, look, I mentioned uh, a week or two ago how like a lot of the games against them are really boring because they become blowouts really early. But at least last night's game was a little bit more entertaining. And at least you see some Orioles players giving 
a half-hearted effort like Anthony Santander diving after balls. Jemai Jones, who was just called up from second base, looks like he could be a, a decent player at some point. Uh, Austin Hayes is a throwback. I mean, they, they've at least got a couple guys that it's still going to be, I would say, several, several years before they're uh, remotely competitive in the AL East. But at least they, they've, they've got a couple intriguing guys here or there, but it's still they, they got to find some arms. They gotta, they, they've got to find some arms one way or the other if they want to be a team that uh, wins more than 50 or 60 games a year. In fact, I would almost go as far to say that if the Rays if they, the, the Rays are on pace for 101 wins right now. So theoretically, the Rays could have as many wins this year as the Orioles would have this year and next year combined. I don't think that's entirely <laughs> You know, uh, uh, it's not entirely impossible. I don't think so. But, uh, you know, it, it, it just speaks to how difficult it is to to win ball games. I mean, it, you, you talk about Tawny Taters, uh, Santander, and you talk about Austin Hayes and Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle, and you're looking, well, that's a pretty good lineup. Uh, and, but it's just the arms. And, and five guys that are, are intriguing – do not make up a baseball team. Right. And you can ask that to the LA Angels who have Trout and Shoyo Otani and Anthony Rendon, and where are they? You know, it, it's very difficult to win ball games. And, and so what the Rays are doing is pretty, pretty outstanding. Uh, being on pace for 101 wins, beating the franchise record by three. This is huge. I mean, if you're a Rays fan, you got to wake up, you got to slap yourself in, in, in the face a couple times and say, enjoy this. Yeah. Because 101 win seasons do not come often, especially when you're in such a juggernaut division with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, what they're doing is so impressive. So if you're a racer, it's a pretty good time. But yeah, speaking about the Orioles, uh, yeah, the arms, you're right. And, and you're going to see John Means today, who has kind of struggled with uh, against the race this season. His last one was awful, four innings and, and seven runs uh, allowed. So Hopefully a little bit more of that, but I agree with you. Uh, clunkers, even if you're winning, they're not that much fun. Yeah, sure, you can put them in the background and, and you can get some stuff done around the house or or go out with some friends and, and not care so much about the, the, um, the score, but yesterday was not that. And it was really cool to see Zunino go down there. In that uh, on that baseball, was it a curveball or a slider? I think it was a breaking ball. Slider, yeah, it was a breaking ball that he had to lean over the plate and put the bat out in front and still deposit it deep in in center field. I think four hundred fifty feet. Like this guy, just man, man, strength. I mean, pound for pound, might be one of the strongest players in all of baseball, quite frankly. Yes, yes, and 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 the thing is, if you look at his stat line through August in fifty at bats, he's hitting two eighty with a seven eighty slugging. I mean, <laughs> that uh, that that's incredible. And again, just like I said it the other day, if it wasn't for Juan Salvador Perez, he would be winning the Silver Slugger for for the for the catching position. Right. It's just that Salvi is just <laughs> he hit two grand slams in back to back games. I mean, it, it's incredible what, what what's happening in, in, on that race. But everybody in 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 August has been clearing you know the base bats. Arizona, Franco, Kiermaier. What about KK? Uh, it, it's been impressive what what these guys have been doing. Yeah, and Ulysses, you asked a series of questions last week, some round numbers. It's looking pretty good for some of these. Mike Zanino, for example, getting his 27th home run, three more, and he's to a nice round 30. I mean, 
I, you just base it off the numbers. He's hitting a home run basically every nine at bats. So if he has another thirty at bats, he is going to to squash that mark. And you know, I think Austin Meadows twelve RBIs away from uh, the magic number a hundred. I think he can get there. Um, so it's it's fun to see all of that for sure. Uh, I put this out on Twitter this morning trying to gauge some reaction. Uh, Coldy start for Michael Walker today. Do you think that happens? Let me take a tally. On the voting, okay, about sixty percent of the respondents say yes, he will deliver a quality start tonight versus the Orioles, and about forty percent say no. You know that is such a good question, Kevin, because I think the only arguments that you have right now for Waka, there are, are only two now. It's eat up innings because you can't call up a Shane Boz or uh, mm-hmm. a Honeywell, whatever innings. And the second thing is like, well, he's got experience, so you uh, you can put him against a, a Yankee lineup or a Red Sox lineup, and he won't you know fold under pressure because he's had successful games against them. Sure, those are the last two bites for for Waka. The thing is, if you can't handle an Orioles lineup who has just basically lost fifteen in a row, I know they're two and eight in their last ten, but. For all intents and purposes, just a team that's barely going to win, what, 55, 60, 60 victories? Right. Uh, and, and you can't get through that lineup. I, you know, the arguments are wearing thin on Michael Walker. So, yeah, you expect him to, to get a quality start. Even if it's a five-inning, one-run allowed, that's good for me. Just, you know, you don't need to give me the six if you can give me five and, and some clean runs, um, one or one or zero. But... Yeah, anything more than that, I, I, I don't I don't think it's a successful start. Yeah, really good point there. I'm trying to look at some of his numbers here for Michael Walker. So his last three starts, his last three consecutive starts, he's gone five innings, and he gave up five earned runs, seven earned runs, and then three earned runs. The three earned runs were against the White Sox, and where he actually looked pretty decent and better in changing some of his uh, pitch sequencing and pitch usage there. So maybe that's a little sign of, okay, maybe starting to turn things around a little bit. The Orioles certainly aren't a great lineup. Their their bats aren't as bad as their arms, but they do have a couple guys that can uh, hit it a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that. Have I, I want to make sure I'm right on my terminology here. So quality start. So Walker would have to pitch at least six innings and allow three earned runs or fewer. Correct. And okay. I, I mean, and again, I would rather have a five inning one run and and not be a quality start because he didn't get through six, but at least he didn't give up the run. So I, I would I would take a five and one, a five and zero uh, from him uh, uh, rather than a six and three. Really, right. um, but because it's the Orioles, right? You you can't expect to be good against the Yankees and, and the Red Sox and, and not be able to squash um, the Orioles. And going back to the length and innings argument for Waka, if you look at his last eight games, he's actually lasted five innings or more in six of them. So he does provide what what they they want, which is five innings or more uh, most of the time. So we'll, we'll see. But again, I would rather a five inning one run outing by by Walker than and six and three or six and four, which is usually what we're used to, right? Six six innings, four earned runs. Five innings, four earned runs. He gives you the innings, but he also lets in a lot a lot of traffic get through home plate, to say the least. Uh, we have American Loco on the line. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. I, I 
I was happy to finally get on with you guys. It's been a while, and and of course running errands and and so forth. But uh, you know, interesting take on what you guys are saying on Waka. The the a lot of times I I think that we're thinking too tactically, right? I mean, we're we're looking at at Waka as as the individual, whereas if we consider the commodity Waka and saying, hey, how can we improve his numbers in order to possibly deal him uh, later on, um, I, I think it starts to make more sense to only, you know, to keep him at those five innings. But, you know, uh, I, I keep getting astounded by how, you know, how the Rays, you know, they – I used to think, hey, all they're doing is just swapping out people left and right. But, you know, you start to see the method to the madness and really start to say, hey, there's there's a reason why our, you know, we lead in, in, in having such a low ERA as a team and and everything else. And I'm, I'm coming to it, – it's the clouds are starting to part, and I'm starting to see why, why we play the way we do. So it, it, it's very exciting, but – um, yeah, as far as the Oreos, you know, I there, w- there was someone who said, hey, I feel bad for them. I don't feel bad. They're a professional baseball team. And the fact that they have their record is, is their own, you know, are, are their own choices of, of and, and whatever, um, whatever plan of attack that they're following. But I never feel bad uh, when, when someone is, is, is getting crushed because it just – it isn't personal. We're just – in this case, we're just a better team, right? Nobody, you know, when the, when the the Yankees were dominating over, you know, over ten years plus ago, they they were the better team, you know. Uh, but now, uh, to see how we got there, you know, we're we're going to have to stay inventive, right? We're going to have to stay flexible. We're going to have to stay uh, uh, ahead in our thinking, and 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 the reality is those. Those numbers that the individual game, the individual person really doesn't matter. It's it's the strategic outlook of how uh, the Rays organization um, is playing two or three hands at once by managing the uh, the amount of innings. So is is your point that they're rolling out Waka basically to save and preserve some of the other guys. Is that what your line of thinking is with that? Uh, yes, but but two or three steps, or let me, two or three plans on top of that is what I mean. Yes, you, you in the end, you, you know how many games you have left. You, you, you know what the magic numbers are for everybody, and and you can start to you can start to um, pretty much calculate, you know, who you'll see in the postseason. Um, but with that, they're not just looking at the game or the postseason. They're also looking at Waka, again, as, as the commodity of how, you know, keeping him, you know, relevant uh, would make him very uh, sought after. Uh, to which then the, the Rays could possibly use him to gain uh, future prospects. Well, the uh, only and, thing is, Ulysses, correct me if I'm wrong, but Walker's only on a one-year deal, so he's gone after this year. There's really I, You're not going to get a compensation pick for him or anything like that, so I don't see how 
I mean, maybe in, in terms of helping his own value, I'm not really sure if it was, no, on, you're right. You're right. It was on a multi-year deal. I get that, but, um, no. I think it's just more or less, you have this guy that you're paying two and a half million dollars. You want to save some of the younger arms as and some of the guys that are rehabbing. So, and the, the rays are in the driver's seat. So ride him, roll him out there as much as you have to, to, uh, save things for a September and October stretch run, hopefully. Well, it's kind of like what, you know, yeah, uh, he isn't a one-year deal, so you can trade him for prospects. But the the issue here is that you can actually use him as much as you want because of that being that one-year deal. You can protect your young guys and ride him hard. I mean, who cares if his arm falls off, right? Honestly, uh, he's not somebody that you're 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 counting on for the future so if he's up there and he's going to to be on the mound you you can do that and to alex's point yeah they're doing a lot of you know calculations because there's only 34 games left and you already you've already banked 80 wins so Mm -hmm. even if you play 500 ball which for this team would be pretty uh a pretty awful outlook you get to 97 wins so even playing at your worst at 500, uh, breaking, breaking even, you, you'd still get 97, and you possibly could get the division. I mean, this is how, 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 how they've done it. It's really incredible. Now, if you look at the wildcard race, uh, having a Yankees-Red Sox wildcard game, I think it's the dream for MLB <laughs> uh, to, to have for a Yankees-Red well, Sox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you kind of get you know two monsters to to eliminate each other. Um, but I think it would be better for baseball if, if if Oakland slips in there or even Seattle. But it's just it's really looking like the Yankees and and the Red Sox are are heading for that one game playoff. And, and then you know the Rays would would face the winner, whoever that is. Because if you're the Yankees, do you uh, throw out Mister S- you know Spider Attack Garrett Cole out there, Mister Velcro? <laughs> <laughs> for the one game but the, but then on the ds you only get to use him once you only get to use garrett cole once if you use him in the wild card game so that's kind of the rolling of the dice and then if you're the the red sox you have the same issue do you throw chris sale out there for the wild card game because then you can only use him once in the division series so uh, i think it'll be really interesting and i think honestly as a race fan as a baseball fan if you if you put a chris sale garrett cole one game matchup that's must-watch TV. I, I will watch that. Yeah, it really is. And also, follow up on all this, do you all think Michael Walker is on the Rays playoff roster? I believe it's a 26-man playoff roster. Of course, rosters expand to 28 men in September and then are cheaper back to 26 men, unless I'm mistaken on that, Ulysses. But uh, the question still remains the same. Is he on the Rays playoff roster? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but but I I do want to make an earlier point on the the uh, the bankability or, or the um, you know what you can do to you know with Waka. Um, again, all, all I'm saying is that that sometimes we 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 look at we look at baseball as just you know uh, the W right. Just we're looking at just hey, how, how do we get the wins? Uh, sometimes strategically we can, we can do, you know, having a good loss, right? What, what is the best outcome of a loss, right? Obviously with, with, uh, maybe not having, uh, uh, starters out there or, or, um, I mean, if you're going to lose, is there any reason to throw, 
your best relief pitchers in there and so forth. I, I, I just want to make the point that there, there's, there's a 360, uh, not just on the horizon, but vertically as well. I mean, it's, it's a 3D strategic, um, thing that we have to, to, to consider. And, and it is, it has been nothing but enjoyable to, you know, even the losses that we have sustained, um, you know, I, they just are, but, but some losses I enjoy more than others is all I meant. There's, there's a lot more to baseball than just the number of pitches and, and the number of W's is there's also a right way to lose it. If, if that's ever been no, yeah, you don't I, want to be no, I agree with wins you. all the time. If there's not, if you think you're out of it, look, you can't win every single ball game in baseball. This isn't college football. This isn't this isn't the NFL. This isn't college basketball. You have to realize and kind of know when to cut your losses and when to say, okay, we just need somebody that can get us through a ball game here, folks, and play for tomorrow and the next day and the day after. And I mean, uh, I, I don't know how long if Michael Walker has had an injured list stint this year, but. Uh, he's been on the team more or less the entire year, and the Rays have 80 wins already, and they're nine and one in their last 10 games. So and, they're doing Kevin, something. To, to his point, you know, uh, 34 games left, right? What is that? Five starts for Waka, maybe maybe a, a six one if we come. Let's count today. Six six starts he he has left. Uh, I, I, like like Alex says, there are some losses that need to happen, right? That that that, that might be enjoyable. Well. Why not throw Waka into one of those? That may be the 3D chess that Alex is talking about. You know, if, right. if you throw out Waka there for the games that you're okay to lose because you're going to lose some games, you can't go 34 and 0, folks. You can't. It's 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 never been done before, right? So you can't bank on that. So if you're going to lose some games, why not have the guy that you're not really looking uh, for in the future to provide you anything to get those losses? I mean, you know, he actually serves a purpose. Um, not not every player has to serve the purpose of being an elite guy. That's why we had mop up guys, right? Early eighties, nineties, uh, and early two thousands. There were mop up guys. There were the, the Andy Sonnensteins of twenty tens, where you needed you know a guy to cover three to four innings of a clunker, and and maybe that's not the case anymore. But I do think that there, you need a fifth starter, and we have been sort of spoiled. You know, as as race fans, not only this season, but for the last 12 years, where we think that our rotation has to be filled with aces and and, and we forget that it's normal to have a Michael Walker type guy in the rotation. So for all intents and purposes, no, I do not think he'll be in the playoff roster. But I do think he 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 if he just keeps going as he is, five innings, three runs allowed, six innings, four runs allowed, and just keeps the team in a position where they can come back or win, then he's gonna make it through the whole through the whole regular season. Is Shane Boz on the playoff roster? That is a good one. He is not in the 40-man uh, right now, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. He I'm is gonna... not on the 40-man, and the Rays already have kind of an issue with some of the guys they'll have to add and remove from the 40-man, too. Hey, that's true, because I, I, I believe Chris Mazza has just been optioned to AAA, so that means that Pete Fairbanks is coming up. So that's good news for the bullpen. That's yep. really nice. Um, but if he's not on... The 40 men, and I'm talking about Shane Boss. If he's not in the 40 men by August 31st, 11.59 p.m. Eastern time, 
then he will not be eligible to go and help this team in the playoffs. I gosh, and there's only what two and a half days left for that to happen. Not much time. Not much time, Ulysses. If if what you're saying is correct. Yeah, I, and, and with so many guys to come off the IL. I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, possibly Drake, Archer, obviously. Uh, Anderson. You got Nick Anderson. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. So that would mean a lot of movement. You know, it doesn't look good for Shane Boz in 2021. I mean, a lot of things would have to happen uh, for that to happen. Or, or you unfortunately have to cut off somebody. And I don't, you know, cut cut somebody's head off. Wink, wink, and and you know, do the <laughs> DFA Lewis head, a DFA a Chris Mazza type guy who have been shuttling up and down, up and down, and 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 you take your you roll the dice with Shane Boss for for the playoff. That could happen too, but I don't I don't think they'll do that. Well, they could. I mean, I don't think I think these guys would be more likely to go than Lewis had Dietrich Ants, for example, Tommy Hunter. Chris Mazza, even uh, Ryan Sheriff, although you might need another lefty in there at some point. But right. uh, those are just a couple of considerations there. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Is Shane Boz uh, pitching for the Rays in the playoffs? Um, so, so in my heart, uh, as I would like to see it, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, and, and what I'm thinking is, again, outside of the Rays, what – current matchups within the MLB uh, are so close, so vital uh, that, that, that we are looking at the outcome in order to see how Boz would stack up, you know, what are his numbers against those potential foes. And I can't think of any, any circumstances where, you know, we, need, we definitely need him in order to, you know, go against A, B, or C. So I... Um, it, it, it would only be a, what, it, what is that, uh, um, maybe a moral, uh, a, a moral need, a, 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 uh, a touchy-feely uh, need to, to have him, but I, I can't think of any quantitative data where he is a definite must. Uh, unless you guys are aware of current matchups, I don't well, I, I, I mean, I, he's, he's just a power arm that you could throw in it. I mean, it, it really wouldn't matter. I don't think lefty, righty. I mean, the fact that he's a rookie might have some consideration, too. And the fact that he hadn't, I mean, he hasn't pitched in the majors as of yet. We already have some, we already have expressed our reservations about the fact that you might be rolling out Patino and McClanahan and some other rookies out there in, in a DS or a, a championship series or whatever it may be. But Shane Boz, it's, his stuff, I, I think, you know, if he's on like he is on with his command and control and he has uh, the, the 99 high, uh, 100 mile an hour fastball working, and I think um, he, he has maybe a couple of different offerings off of that. Like, uh, he, he's basically been as good as you could be. And, Kevin, uh, I, 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 it'd, be, uh, it'd be like, uh, this is our, he, here's our quote unquote secret weapon of you weren't expecting this. Get ready for this, guys. Honestly, if you're if you're looking at a, a, a roster construction 
for the ALDS and say that it is going to be somebody within the division, a Yankees or a Red Sox type. Those teams face each other so many times, 18, 19 times through the season. There are no longer any secrets whatsoever against these teams. The Rays know the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees and Red Sox know the Rays very, very well. But if you plug in a guy that in AAA in 30 innings has only allowed 19 hits, seven runs allowed, uh, five of which have come from home runs, uh, with 42 strikeouts in 30 innings, keeping the, the opponent's average at 183, a .90 whip. I mean, he is just straight-up killing AAA uh, hitters. So if you can just plug him in against people that have never seen him, uh, yes, it is in the biggest stage, but it's not like the Rays haven't done that with rookies before, i.e. David Price, i.e. Matt Moore, Jeremy Hellickson. I mean, Jeremy Hellickson started a, a, a home game against the Texas Rangers in his rookie season. Um, this this is Shane McClanahan, for God's sakes, last year. So I don't think that it, that's going to be a con for the race to be like, oh, we don't want to put a rookie in that high-pressure situation. I don't think they care about that. Uh, I think it's the moving parts of the 40-man which might keep him off the playoff roster. But again, I mean, this guy could be really, really cool to see against teams that – know everything about the race they're, they're, they, they right. know everything yes, they about don't expect them yeah exactly yeah. so i think that would be really really cool and uh maybe you know there's a different type of of mentality for the playoffs right you you construct per series so you can have a different roster for the division series again this is if the race win the division which obviously we all want that to happen so if the race win the division they can have a roster for the division series against either the yankees and the red sox if they win which obviously we all hope that happens in the championship series they can completely revamp that that um um that roster so you could see a guy like waka not being thrown against the yankees or the red sox but then boom you plug him in in the in the ALCS, you know yeah. that that could be it. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Alex, I'm gonna get running. Thank you for the time. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. And please keep pinging me. I love your guys' uh, uh, talk show. And, and please tell me that you're going to be uh, there at September 4th when they when they hold the uh, they're going to open up to the uh, to the Rays batting practice. I, I, I will make my, my best to, to my best effort to, to go there for sure. Yes, I'm actually looking up uh, at that stuff this weekend when I come back. All right. Hey, guys, uh, take care. I've got to run in and uh, talk to you soon. Thank sounds you, man. Good. Appreciate it, Alex. Uh, Ulysses, uh, one last thing here. Yeah, that does sound like a good idea. Maybe that September 4th game. That's uh, Labor Day weekend against the Twins. That, that might be something to go to. It's a Saturday a uh, little mid-afternoon game action. Uh, the, the other thing I want to mention before we, because we have crossed the 30-minute uh, plateau here, is in addition to all this Shane uh, Boz chatter, there also there's some other guys that, that might be uh, more inclined to get the call-up for a uh, postseason run. For example, David Robertson, the, the Rays signed him. For yes. Maybe Brent Honeywell is another guy. Both those guys are on the 40-man roster, so that might be kind of a, a quick, easy fix there. I mean, I don't think the, I, you might just have wanted to have Robertson as sort of a, a deep insurance piece, but this guy's pitched and played in a lot of games and a lot of meaningful games over the course of his career. Now, I don't think there's uh, doesn't have any secrets that – 
you know, it, it wouldn't be quite the Shane Boz factor of we don't have a book on him. I mean, that you couldn't you couldn't write a lot. I mean, it, guys know what David Robertson's all about, but still, you have to be able to uh, to execute and, and play off what he's throwing there. So those are a couple options. I mean, really, the, the Rays can I think get as creative as they want with all this, assuming that they stay relatively healthy and the guys from uh, the injured bullpen come back. So, and that's like, I mean, we, we talk about it. We mentioned it seemingly every week, every couple of weeks, there's, there's five or six names that, you know, if their rehab goes as scheduled, that they're going to have to be a priority to be added to the, to the roster, be it fire eyes and Anderson Thompson, you know, you just name a name and, and they might get that, that call up at some point. And, and, and yeah, and that's the thing that, that you know we 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 have gotten spoiled as race fans because we look at a rotation and be like, oh man, the only semi-proven guy is Shane McClanahan. Like, uh, how are we going to deal in 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 the playoffs? But look at that bullpen. I mean, uh, thank you. You know, uh, the other day I I said you know Chaz Rowe, JP Fireeyes, and Pete Fairbanks, Nick Anderson. Um, that's not even counting Colin Pochet. That's not even counting a David Robertson. Uh, Brent Honeywell. So um, you could really make a a stud bullpen, Kevin, where mm-hmm. you, your your rotation guys honestly are just one to two times through the order, right? At Patino and McClanahan, uh, you put them two times through the order. They get you through five or four and a third or whatever, and then you just mix and match those arms. It's very risky because one only has to be off a little bit, and then the the, the game can 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 go, you know go go off the rails but that's that's the the theory now it's just give us four give us five and then we'll match up everything in the in 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 the playoffs which is an easier thing to do in 2021 when you've got actual built-in off days throughout the playoffs it was it's not like it's not like last year it's not like last year where nick anderson has to basically put scotch tape around his rotator cuff and and pitch because he hasn't had an off day in 14 days it's not going to be like that so it's going to be really interesting honestly it's 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 hype up time three days before the 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 cutoff i don't think shane boss is going to make it i think it's too many moving parts and like you said david robertson nobody has even talked about david robertson and he's a guy that you can really count on um his last year with the phillies was was kind of mediocre uh but you know everything else i mean all the other 11 years uh have been really really good so we'll see what he can provide but this is a guy who's durable who's been there done that it's gonna be fun man i can't wait yeah he also has a ring to his name as well um Mm -hmm. real quickly here i know we got to jump off are you have you been studying have you been gearing up have you been diving deep into the numbers for upcoming fantasy football draft (laughs) <laughs> I really should, shouldn't I? Uh, I will be on uh, on the plane as our fantasy football draft uh, is 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 going on. So so that sucks. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to take some time tonight to kind of set up a, my my draft. Uh, you should I, uh, do the buy the internet connection for five bucks or whatever on the flight. You can do that. You got <laughs> money bags over here. You're basically Stu Sternberg, a younger <laughs> Sternberg over here. You know what? If I if I feel if I feel like my Stu vibes are happening, then maybe I do shell out the four ninety nine for very poor Wi Fi. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that 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 should be fun, man. That that should be a really good time. Uh, yeah, I, I know nothing. You know, I, I know Tom Brady. And and I know Gronk, so I, I know I need to brush up on my football names for sure. 
Look, Ulysses, I don't think you can go wrong with drafting players from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's probably not a bad bet. In fact, you have, can, can, can you give me a leg up here? Can you just give me a, an under-the-radar type ooh, of guy ooh. that I can I, – what, what, or, or what, what is a good strategy? Obviously, you're, you're not going to draft a kicker. As your as your first pick, uh, mm-hmm. but I also think that you shouldn't probably draft a quarterback on your first round either. So, is it wide receivers? Is it a defensive lineman? Like, can you give me a little bit of a strategy here I can use? Yeah, I feel like I don't want to give away the the farm here on because <laughs> I might be posting this episode on our podcast feed and several other of our listeners ah. are participating in the draft. But I will just say that. There's a lot of quarterbacks to go around. You don't have to just pick a Brady or a Mahomes or whatever it may be. Okay. You've got to fill a lot of receiver spots. You've got to fill a flex position. You've got to fill running backs. You've really just got the one starting quarterback. Now, if this was a two-quarterback league, then sure, you might have to really be aggressive with getting some some guy. But I don't – I mean, just in my experience playing fantasy football – I don't know if there's a huge difference between the the fourth ranked quarterback and the ninth ranked quarterback. So you have time to hammer that out. And I will preface all this by saying this should be a fun fantasy league. I did not go overboard with the number (laughs) and changing things around. This is your, for the most part, standard points per reception league. I did add a couple of defensive players uh, which accumulate points. So that's kind of a fun little wrinkle. Other than that, it's pretty straightforward. You just go by uh, whatever the rankings are for the most part. It, it, that should provide you a good guide with where to go. And I do just want to give a shout out to uh, the people that will be participating uh, in the league in addition to uh, you, Ulysses, and myself. Do you like my team name, Stu's, uh, Sternberg's Wallet? That's, it's, that's it's my per- it's pretty good. I, I, don't know, I don't know how you came up with that, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty good name. Working title. Uh, we've also got Kevin Neary, Tyler Lorenz, Chase Ross, Scott Radigan, Carrick Barnett, Zach Dabb, Tyler Parker, Ty McCann, uh, Chris Worthen, Carlos Herrera, Melissa Herrera, and Anthony Jenkins. Anthony Jenkins, a buddy of ours. We've gone to uh, several Rays games with him this year. He is a fantasy sports maven, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, fantasy football. Uh, he's going to be a guy to, to watch and go after in this league. But yes. with all that said, Ulysses, have some fun with it. Uh, look, a lot. Oh, of by it, the way, I have a question though. Yeah, uh, that flex position is that like a utility? Is that my Joey Wendell uh, on the football field? Exactly. So you can use that for. I would have to double check. You can't use that for a quarterback, but you can use it for a running back, wide receiver, or tight end. So oh just my think of it as an extra offensive player. So whoever okay. you think would be the best offensive player to to put in that spot, it, it could be a tight end, could be a receiver, could be a running back. Uh, you do what you want with that. This so is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Oh, by the way, I do have to tell you, uh, Ben Rosa will be making his way to uh, the drop, and I believe I will be meeting him on Wednesday. So any other Locked On Race listeners that want to pop in and 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 kind of say hi, I know Carlos and Melissa uh, might show up on Wednesday uh, along with me and Ben. So that should be fun on Wednesday against the Red Sox. Hey, that's a good game to go to. I think uh, the attendance should be pretty decent. I'm going to try to make an effort to to come out there if I have to buy a cheap seat or whatever it may be. I've got uh peek behind the curtain a pretty busy week work-wise but uh you're you're making the effort ben rosa i think is gonna have a great time and yeah as many uh 
if you're if you're a listener of the podcast and you have interest in catching up with Ulysses and maybe a couple other listeners, you can shoot us a DM or email and we'll get you all the details of, you know, I'm sure there could be something worked out. Hey, we'll meet at the Budweiser porch at, you know, the fourth inning or something yes. like that. So we'll get all yes. that figured out. So uh, in the meantime, Ulysses, enjoy. Uh, what, what's the, the temperature there right now? In, it's, uh, act, it's, a, it's a cool 65 right now. How about oh, that? oh, ew. I'm about to throw up. Can't do that. <laughs> no. I love it. Hey, I am. I am a. I am a cold-blooded human. I need. I need that. That Florida weather year-round. Arizona, Florida. If it's got a palm, I don't think there's palm trees in Tacoma. So no, uh, I haven't yeah. found one yet. Just a bunch of, of fir trees and evergreens over here. There we go. Yeah, you, you. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to relocate there and have to deal with. Uh, if I have to wear a jacket, I, I need some hazard pay. All I'm saying. <laughs> All right, uh, Ulysses, have fun. Enjoy the car show. Uh, feel free to send me a picture if there's any cool cars. Maybe we can afford that to Stu Sternberg and he can purchase that. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe they'll have like a, uh, they can use it as a company car and outfit, outfit it, uh, wrap it and race stuff and have some, some kind of decent promotion going. And that sounds good to me. I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to stop by the Alfa Romeo stand and, and, and get you some. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later, buddy. Have a good one. Right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. You too.